Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel and the podcast. Sal Vetcher here, major week, PGA Championship, and man, oh man, I cannot wait. We get a nice full field event here. 20 PGA professionals, though, going to be on the course, so not something that's going to be completely full field if you want to just X all those guys off the bat, which I personally probably am going to. You get down to like the 130 range of golfers, but welcome, welcome, welcome. Very excited for you all to be here. Harding Park, TPC Harding Park, going to be near the Bay Area where I was for one summer for an internship. Man, oh man, beautiful area. I will see if any of the wind is going to be a factor, but right now it's looking like it's pretty dry out there. The wind is probably a factor because of that, getting a little bit more dry, but just in general, not a lot of rain right now happening on that area. Maybe a little bit of firmer greens, firmer roughers, all that stuff is going to be out there, but we'll get into that in a second. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I appreciate y'all being here. If you could when you're here, and I hope you're having a great day, I also point out if you're brand new to my channel, or if you're returning and you've seen my videos and you're like, this one looks a little bit different, if there's any discoloration on me right now, I apologize. I will be flying back later today, fingers crossed, as long as the hurricane coming up the East Coast doesn't cancel my plans, to my studio, to my apartment, my house, my home studio. Right now, I'm with a little bit of a travel kit at my family and parents' house visiting them, so not the greatest of lighting setups, of course. I'm on the to-go kit, if you will. But we had to get out the content, right? We had to keep pumping out the NBA videos with that back. Of course, we had to pump out this video for the major week as well. But tomorrow, we'll be back. Hopefully, well, later today, hopefully, we'll be back. We'll be ready for the Wednesday live stream for golf. All that stuff. Patreon projections, rankings will all be out as well later today and or tomorrow. So I do appreciate you. I'm not working off of a second screen. So it's going to be a little bit of me back and forth between some of my notes that I have. But I'll edit that all out for your sake. But thank you for being here. Hit that like button. Big old subscribe button in the bottom right hand corner. We are less than 300 subscribers away from 24,000. It'll be fantastic to get there by maybe the time this event starts on Thursday or even sooner. I think we can. So I appreciate you all spreading the word. That's one of the best things I could ask for just word of mouth marketing. Tell a friend to tell a friend about it's the NFL, these golf videos, the NBA videos. I really do appreciate that. One man band here, if you will. So any of the support that we get through word of mouth marketing, the most powerful marketing that there is, if you still believe in that, I think it's probably true. So thank you in advance. And I will call out that I do have stuff over on Patreon and the sponsor of this show right now is Superdraft. $10 free upon deposit. I've been telling people in the NBA videos, if you don't watch those ones, you can just go and play NHL when there's a lot of other sports on. The contests are only filling 30 to 35%. They're paying out 25 to 30% of the prize pool. Sometimes you're auto cashing for literally just putting your money in. I am not joking. That has happened in some of the smaller NHL contests when there's other sports going on. But obviously you don't need to know a lot about NHL. You're just having like a 99 or 95% chance at just winning money that night. If there's only 35% of the contest filling instead of 100% and the site's kicking in the other 60 to 65%, and these are extreme cases and 25% are getting paid out. Those are very good odds that you're going to get paid out. But in a lot of the cases, they're only getting 70% of the contest filled. So that's 30% not filled. Sometimes it's rake free. Sometimes there's even overlay the site putting in a lot more money. So yeah, check that out. It is linked down below. Superdraft promo code SAL, S-A-L, will get you 10 free dollars. It's a multiplier format. You don't have to worry about salary caps. You can play any golfers that you want. Although I would hint to play some of the guys in that 1.2 to 1.3 range that are going to project that a little bit nicer for you. So with all that said, why don't we break down down into the course TPC Harding Park, Bay Area, California, San Francisco. You're going to play at about 7,200 yards and change. It's a par 70, but it's going to play at points at 7,400 yards, depending on where they're going to set up. Uh, one, really, uh, mainly the tips, where they're going to be hitting off of on some of these days. It's going to, from the tips, play at about 7,400 yards. It's going to be bent greens. Uh, they've had some Poe there, so it's going to play a lot faster on the greens, which naturally, or at least in theory, some people think, and, and I think that makes a little bit of sense, is these faster greens 
it's harder to really finesse your shots. Guys who are really good putters will have a lot of finesse. They'll be able to read greens better. When it's faster, it's just a lot of that goes out the window. And everybody, the worst putters and the great putters, the worst putters still suck. They're still here, but the great putters just get a little bit worse. So it levels the playing field, if you will. I'm not sure how much I buy completely into that for some of the mega elite putters who have good track history and good history overall on Bermuda. But I do think it makes a lot of sense in general aspect. The last two times that they played here. Now, look, the PJ Championship, if you're new, they don't play here every single year. It's not like the Masters playing at Augusta. They switch it up, right? So they have not played here in a while on tour. Tiger and Rory have won here before, but it has not been for a while. The last two times that the tour played here, you ended up seeing a plus two cut and a plus four cut line. This is a very, very difficult course. Not only does it play very long, you have to be accurate. You have to be good around the green. This takes a very specific skill set or just a guy who's popping off for that specific week to win here. So when you're seeing guys like Brooks Kepka are back-to-back champions, it's not at this specific course. It's at this course setup in theory. These PGA championships, they're trying to make very difficult. They're almost trying to make them US Open style. And in general, majors are going to be difficult, but they're trying to make them very specific. Longer roughs, harder around the green play because of that. Thinner fairways with longer bombers needed if possible, right? They're trying to make it very difficult for any specific skill set to dominate here. Now, if you're longer off the tee, if you're accurate, you're going to have a leg up in my opinion, but you're still going to have to do stuff with your irons after that. And you're still going to have to be very good around the greens and crafty because of how fast these greens are going to play and because of how long the rough is going to be. There are some very long par threes. They're all over 200 yards with one coming in at around 235 yards this week. So that's a par three. You're not going to be, I mean, maybe you're going to try and drive some of those, but man, it's going to be difficult. Three easiest holes on the course, hole seven, 553 yards hole four 517 yards and hole 13 608 yards those are the three easiest holes on the course they're all the par fives so you're going to be able to pick up birdies and you're really going to have to be scoring on those and then there are some really long par fours so one of the key stats that we'll talk about and i'll talk about a couple of them strokes gains off the tee approach to the green as we always do driving distance and driving accuracy fairways gain a fantasy national stat for the accuracy side of it and then another one i'm going to look at is par four scoring now there's par fours between 400 and 450 yards there's four of those and there's four par fours between four and 500 yards. I want to be looking at numbers for both those, so I'll weight both those in my model. The 450 to 500 yards will be interesting because you're going to have four very, very long par fours. Two of them are coming in at over 500 yards. Five of them come in at over 475 yards. So you're going to have very long par fours, but then you have some short par fours. And that's where you're going to have to take advantage. You're going to have to take advantage of scoring on the easy par fives that are long and take advantage of scoring on the short par fours coming in at 340 and 334 yards because the par threes are difficult and the remaining par fours, the remaining five of them are very, very difficult in terms of their distance averaging over 475 a piece each. That's not even the average. That's just the lowest one is 470, I believe, eight yards. It's going to be absolutely insane so some of the field notes yes brooks is a back-to-back pga champion not at this course though tiger and rory have won here jordan spieth is looking for the grand slam here of 156 players in this field you have 95 of the top 100 in the world here and 20 pga pros PGA professionals. I went to school for turf science. I could have taken an option to be a PGA pro. These guys are just going to be qualifying here. They're going to be allowed to play here. They're probably one to two make the cut. They're not guys that you want to actually be playing. A bunch of amateurs out there. So, but not be even not even amateurs, honestly. So, I'm not be playing these guys all that much. 
Uh, some of them are obviously fantastic golfers, way better than I will ever be. Uh, but not the type that I want to be playing in DFS with my money behind. I'll also point out that you can factor in par 70 scoring to your overall model if you would like as well. I think that's something to at least look at, especially par 70 scoring with any sort of distance or accuracy combined with it. You saw Brendan Todd been playing well this year, but last week, three other days he was playing well. He kind of hit that, um, not that long off the tee, but more so just accurate off the tee to be able to do stuff afterwards. So getting into this slate right now, again, uh, bear with me in terms of how I'm looking. If it's if it's just darker or a different color for there, any reason, if you're watching on YouTube, I apologize for that. But looking at the top end, Brooks and Justin Thomas are going to hit 11K plus. Right now, I don't have interest. And look, I, if I'm playing my 150s and I'm crunching 300 lineups for those, I'm going to have some of each of these guys. But I assume I'm going to be well below the market on them. Brooks is going to have the course history bump coming in. And course history, meaning just at PGA Championships, he's finished top five or better in four of his last five years. His worst finish at the PGA Championship is 2017 at T13. Not concerned about that. It's just more so being a favorite here, a co-favorite with Justin Thomas, the new number one in the world. My rankings are going to say he's the number three. They just haven't updated yet. I think these guys are fine. I just want the guys who are a little bit cheaper here. I think some of these guys also set up nicely here. Rory is at 10,700. My favorite play right now in the 10k range. Rory's going to set up everywhere, right? It doesn't matter that he's top five in tee to green and top five off the tee, all these things. He's also top five in distance, top five in accuracy. He's number six in par four scoring from 450 to 500 yards. He's top 10 in greens and regulation rates. He's going to set up nicely here. He sets up great in these uh, difficult scoring events. Just in general, he's had decent course history at US Opens. This is a spot where I think Rory at 10,700 is a little bit too cheap at 14 to one odds opening at 16 to one in some spots. I think that's a fair number. You have six guys in the teens this week, all the way down to Xander. Not the greatest in terms of betting weeks up top, but it is going to make a lot of those guys below that very good numbers once you hit that high 20 to 25 to really 60 to one range. So Brooks and JT, if you want to play them, yes, Brooks is trending in the right direction. Hit the 40 footer to actually force his opportunity to actually tie and play for a playoff with Justin Thomas last week. And then he put one right in the water on 18 uh, after kind of bogeying 16, gets a 40 footer to drop, gets himself back in it, kind of up and down all week for Brooks, really round by round at that point. And then it came down to hole by hole. He's clicking, he's getting to the right directions. His irons have been hot fire. They're picking up. If his irons and his tee to green game is clicking and he's only losing with the putter, that's what happened last week, losing about three strokes putting. But Justin Thomas lost over a stroke, almost two strokes putting, and he won the event. And a lot of the top finishers lost strokes putting. So you didn't really need a putt last week. Uh, but Brooks has not been putting that well. It's been a concern for him. It's not injury related at this point. It's just he's not putting well. Uh, and if he can get anything going with the putter, he'll be there in contention. Obviously, Brooks gets up for majors. It's a whole narrative around it. I believe it to be a little bit true. There's obviously a difference between I don't really care about the RBC heritage and this is a major. I'm getting my big boy pants on. I'm buckling down. I'm taking it more seriously the night before and in between each day. So yeah, Brooks right now at this price point, it's fine. It's going to be highly owned. I'm just going to avoid it, to be honest with you. I'm going to go at the Rory range at 10.7. He's my favorite play there. Fine with Rahm at 10.5 and Bryson at 10.3. I think you're getting natural discounts. The concern with Bryson as it was last week is you have to be accurate, not just have a distance. You have to be accurate off these tees. You have to have a little bit of an around the green play and rough. I think that's where we can see Bryson start to struggle more. But the price point might be and naturally built in here at uh, 16 to 1 in the Vegas markets, but 10,300 on DraftKings. So I would probably rank this Rory, Rom, Bryson, Brooks as the interest of guys that I have. I think Xander, who's normally popular, maybe he remains popular, but right now he's not something that I'm looking towards. I kind of head down to the 9K range uh, after that. And I will call out that Brooks gained over eight strokes on approach last week. He just lost 2.75 as the exact number um, putting last week. So everything's clicking. It's just a matter of does he get the putter going? And if you're somebody who's playing him, that's what you were hoping for this week, along with everything else continuing to click.
like. So this 9K range is an interesting one. If I have to just pick a player not to play, it's probably Dustin, but he's fine at this price point. If he wins, he could actually get up to number one in the world, which is pretty crazy right now. Obviously, he already has a win. Finished runner-up here last year where he started to make a run on the weekend. Brooks was kind of just dominating this course last year or this event, not this course. Um, and then Dustin started to make a little bit of a comeback on Sunday. Brooks started to struggle a little bit. Never really got too out of hand. And then Brooks kind of closed the job. I think the guys in New York were just screaming out like they were screaming for Dustin. They were hoping for Brooks to suck. It was kind of a weird environment. But Brooks was just dominating the whole weekend and almost got boring. I think Webb sets up fine here. Not going to be the longest off the tee by any means. But I think it's a situation where your iron play that's been a lot hotter for him and combined with the putting to an extent $9,700 maybe a little bit overpriced I think it's fine uh it's something that I'm not going to try to get a lot of honestly I'll just go up to Rory at that point and then this 9k range is just difficult because I don't really want to play Tiger I know he's out there I know there's going to be more coverage on Tiger than anybody else in terms of before the event so when you're seeing all over Twitter oh he's taking this one seriously he's on the course all these guys are on the course you're just seeing more Tiger Woods because Tiger Woods gets clicks it's as simple as that $9,200 I'm going to have some interest but I don't want to have too much interest he has won at this specific course he has obviously had success at U.S. Opens in his past winning multiple U.S. Opens and a good amount of them $9,200 is a fair price point like it's not like you're overpaying for him you're not even overpaying for him in the betting markets opening at 33 to 1 35 to 1 in some spots if he's going to be very very popular and I'm saying top three owns just because he's Tiger Woods we haven't really seen that form out of him especially his first time back barely making the cut only because it was a record setting like 75 golfers making the cut the most that there has been since the t65 or maybe even more than that he should have missed the cut the last time we saw him but he ended up getting very very lucky at the memorial so right now in this nine carry range Cantley stands out as the best guy he's going to be highly owned Cantley at $9,400 is a problem. He's normally like literally $9,900 or above, $9,700 at the cheapest. He's going to be highly owned. He's a guy that I think his game sets up fine here when it comes to approach, when it comes to his ball striking, it's going to be clicking here. T to Green plays a top 10 player in this field and he's priced as if he's right around this average type of a performance right now at 25 to 1 in the betting markets to open at $9,400 in DraftKings. He's my favorite 9K play. So right now, again, it's Tuesday morning early. Rory is my favorite, and this is not factoring in ownership. I'll factor that in tomorrow on the Wednesday Closing Thoughts show on Patreon, so you can check that out. Sign up down below. And even if you just bank on, on uh, NBA or on PJ, like a $10,000, $100,000, because of this video helping you with the free stuff, you can come back, and if you want to support the Patreon stuff, you can as well. It'll all be linked up down below. I'll also have the, the live stream, which is free on YouTube tomorrow, Wednesday, maybe 10 a.m., depending on what time I get back in. Hopefully, I'll keep you updated via Twitter. So 9K range, I'll go Patrick Antley, Webb, and Tiger in that order. Let's now get down to this 8K range, where I think there's, honestly, a lot of guys I like in the 7k range the, the above 7k range a lot more than this 8k range but it's worth talking about some of them player who's number two in proximity of 200 plus yards number three in overall proximity great greens regulation player one of the best iron players in this entire field let me let me minimize this a little bit if you're watching on youtube just so you can see oh we blew it all the way up just so you can see some of the strokes gain data that we're going to have over here and really so i can see a lot of it uh but colin mark at 8600 i get why he's this cheap right um he's normally in a 9k range lately like 9500 even in loaded fields but this is a different environment it's going to play more difficult the mentalist game of it's going to be even higher for a major in a PGA championship, but he's probably, he's up there with Hatton right now. These are my two favorite guys in the 8K range. They might be my two favorite guys above 8K in general, and Hatton's 8K flat, similar price point to when he actually came out and I think won his last event. But $8,600 Morikawa sets up great when it comes to the approach play, sets up great when it comes to the irons, being the second best player, the best player in the field when it comes to ball striking, second best right now on approach, third best tee to green, just a baller to say the least. Like I think a lot of people might actually end up going, Rory, Patrick Cantley, and Morikawa. And if a lot of people don't, then that's a pretty solid build. But you can start your lineups with Morikawa. You can go Morikawa and then Hatton, and then there's a loaded 7,500 to 
$7,900 range that I like a good amount of guys in. I think that's a very fine build. So Morikawa stands out. Obviously, Daniel Berger stands out. He's been playing fantastic. He played fantastic yet again last week and played himself into contention. I'm just going to lean to Morikawa. Hovland, I prefer Morikawa to him. Hovland's game is fine. The around the green play has been improving. That's going to be a big one for both him and Morikawa to see if they can actually be competing in this event. If you want to go to Hovland, I don't really have much to say about it. I think it's fine. Jason Day, obviously popping off for a nice finish last week, as we saw. He's going to pop off. He's going to have good weeks. He's been playing fine. Like some of his missed cuts have been right on the number or just like had a double bogey earlier on and he just couldn't make up for it. So yeah, $8,400 Jason Day. Ricky at $8,300 and Hideki at 82. As of right now, I plan to fade this range. I do think that guys like Hideki are going to struggle here when you're around the green is absolutely terrible, but the putting will get a little bit better. Uh, Hideki is worse than some of the PGA pros here at putting. And that's not to say that they're bad. Like some of those PGA pros have high skill sets. They're just not consistent everywhere. But Hideki has been so bad. $8,200, I assume it's going to make him chalk. If he's not chalky, I'll get some Hideki. I'll get back to him. If he's chalky, it's just going to be a full fade yet again, because I've been saying for the last year right now, I'm going to fade Hideki because he at best finishes like T17. And that's if his putter is uh, gaining a stroke and everything else is clicking to like career highs. The guy just has an issue right now. And it is clearly the putting. So Morikawa for me, not going to get to much rickier day as of right now. I think Reed's fine. And then Hatton is going to be somebody that I'm going to get to a good amount of, if not a lot of. He's number two in par four scoring. He's, no, he's top 10 in greens and regulations and proximity. He's top 10 in par five scoring or par four scoring from four. 50 to 500 yards. So some of those longer par, par fours that are going to be very important to score him. And obviously his recent history of just getting T5s everywhere he goes or winning the event is fantastic. So, so Hatton and Morikawa, my favorite AK plays. Cantley's my favorite 9K play right now. And then Rory's my favorite 10K play. Obviously going to have more guys around them. The 7K range now starts off with a lot of guys that I want to have ownership to. A lot of guys that I usually like playing. Tony Finau, Gary Woodland, Adam Scott, right off the bat. And then you go down a little bit more. Tommy Fleetwood, Abraham Answer looks very good. $7,500 and above range is probably the strongest range relative to the skill sets in that range for the price point on the entire slate, in my opinion. If you start with Adam Scott, I thought he was going to be in the 9K range. I really did. This guy shows up and he just wins events. He's very good with proximity to the green. He's very good with his distance. It's just a matter of staying accurate. He's top three in this field in greens and regulations. We obviously know he could win. The win equity is there for him. He's the number one around the green player in this field. That's a very important stat, more so than most weeks for me. Top 15 overall strokes gain player. I thought he was going to be like $9,000 flat. I thought he was going to be where DJ is, at least in the 8K range. Getting him at 7,800 is a fair price point. He's a borderline top 15 ball striker. He's top 10 in approach and number five TD green in this field. Maybe a smaller sample on him a little bit, but Adam Scott is somebody that I like a good amount this week. I was not going to expect to see him this cheap. I think his number coming in at 55, 60 to one is a fair price point. I think Tony Finau, obviously trending in the right direction. The concerns are the win upside, but when he's in the 7K range, you don't need a win. You get a top 20 and that's his name. Top 10, top 20 Finau. If that's what you're going to get, top 10 Tony today or top 20 Tony, or I'll, heck, I'll take top 25 Tony. That'll pay off $7,900 more times than not. Finau is overall top eight in par four scoring number eight, and he's number three in par fours from 450 to 500 yards. Obviously he has that distance on him. He's number two, 22 overall in strokes gained total in this field go down to Gary Woodland if it's the off the tee game is Woodland off the tee going to be clicking if it's going to be accurate it's going to be good here if it's not it's going to be like dead fucking last and missing the cut here so I like right now Scott Finau and Woodland out of those top three guys you see Justin Rose you see Jordan Seed. I'll have interest in them just not as much with the how their game set up and overall click here Tommy Fleetwood and Abraham Answer, I like here. I like Abraham Answer a lot. A top 10 player in this field. He's going to be very good in green, greens and regulations, very good in fairways gain, 
He's number five in strokes gain total in this entire field right now. Right now, what you're getting at Abraham Answers price is a guy who should probably be $1,000 more expensive, but because of the major field, he's getting significantly dropped off. At his first PGA Championship, at least in the last five years last year. So Answer is a guy that I like a lot at 7,700. Tommy Fleetwood is completely fine for me. I'm gonna continue to go back to the well on Tommy. He's a guy who I think sets up nicely at these types of courses. Now, the thing for Tommy is you're not gonna get any type of major distance, but it's still gonna be elite distance in terms of like an entire field. Like he's probably top 30 in this field in his overall distance that you're going to get out of him, or at least his accuracy and distance combined. The only thing that Tommy Fleetwood really has up on answer is that he's kind of consistent everywhere, but he does start to struggle a little bit more on approach where answer doesn't. Answer starts to struggle around the green a little bit more where Tommy doesn't. I'll be taking answer though, just overall to play. I think it's a little bit more consistent. I think you get a more fair price point on him. Sanjay's fine at the price point. You go down, Sergio's fine at the price point. Kucher and Casey are going to probably make me lose more money. We've been playing Casey three weeks straight. We've been burning our money for three weeks straight. He's just not putting. He's very similar to Hideki right now, except he's cheaper. So $7,500 Paul Casey. He obviously sets up great here. Number five ball striker in this field. Number 10 off the tee. Number seven in approach. He's obviously very accurate. He's top 10 in driving accuracy. Top 10 in greens and regulation. Number three in proximity for the distance that we're looking at of 200 plus yards. Paul Casey on paper sets up great here. But the fact is that the last three events, he's not playing well. So it's a matter of how much do you weight recent form versus a little bit more of a historical form slash 50 rounds or 50, last 50 rounds form. So Paul Casey and Kucher, they're both in play for me. But again, I do not want to be playing a lot of Paul Casey after three weeks now. It is a bad addiction. So we'll probably ease back a little bit on that. And this week, that'll probably pop off. Brendan Todd, I played a lot of last week. It worked out. Brendan Todd at $7,400. He sets up in terms of just being accurate, being able to putt. He gets you there. He's accurate. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes once he's going there. And right now his game is clicking. So I think it's still a fair price point. Going down to like Neiman and Scotty Scheffler and Stenson, this tier of $7,300 golfers. Look, Stenson is a guy, a hard guy to read right now. He's being continued to be ranked number one in approach right now, but I don't really know how much we can trust that with the smaller sample that he's had. Really bad when it comes to just overall putting. Scotty Scheffler has been popping up off and down the four event, uh, the four-day guaranteed no-cut event last week really helped him show his ability. Neiman is a little bit scary when it comes to the off-the-tee game for him if he ends up just getting a little bit reckless, which he can do. So this range of $7,300 golfers is really honestly a potential landmine. You can throw Hadwin in there as one of the safer options, even Benny Ann's there. So the $7,300 range is very appealing, but it's a lot of sketchy guys who probably don't have win upside here unless Stenson gets really hot or even Neiman gets really hot with his irons and his putting clicks. Uh, so these guys are guys that'll sprinkle in, but nothing major on my end that I really want to get to. Ian Poulter, Harris English. English, I assume picks up ownership. $7,200 is just way too cheap for how consistent he's been playing. He's top 10 in greens regulation in this field, top 10 in par five scoring and top 10 in par fives from 450 to 500 yards. He's obviously has a really good recent form. I mean, I think below $7,500, Harris English might be the safest play, which I think usually ends up picking up ownership. Number seven in overall strokes gain total in this field is very appealing for a guy who's below $7,500. Heck, he's only $7,200. So I think I'm actually going to make Harris English a yes right now. It's hard to say who my favorite play in the 7K range is. EVR, Ian Poulter, they're fine options as well. Favorite play in this range, there's just too many guys that are good. Like Answer stands out, Adam Scott stands out, Finau stands out, English stands out if you want a little bit of a price savings. There's not one guy who stands out as my head over heels favorite. It would probably come down to Answer, Scott, Finau, and maybe there's those three guys. I, I would include English in it, but I don't really know how much of English I'm really going to get. Maybe I get a lot of him because of the price, but if he's highly owned, I'll probably avoid it. As we head now into the 6K range, please do hit that like button for me one time and the big old subscribe button. I'll call it again. Superdraft is sponsoring these videos. Superdraft has a ton of overlay and rake over there right now, and I like the multiplier format, and you should test it out. If you have not yet already, promo code SAL. SAL gets you 10 free dollars upon signup, so I appreciate that in advance, gang. Thank you so much. 6K range. Now, some guys up top that are fine. I mean, I'm going to have some interest in Brendan Steele and Charles 
Charles has been playing better. Doc Redman, there's a concern for me because you saw him struggle at Merrifield Village, which around the green play mattered more there. Doc Redman, a very bad around the green play player, like bottom 10 in this field potentially. So that's the concern for Redman. $6,900. A lot of other things. Top 20 ball striker, top 15 ball striker in this field, top 20 approach player. I like those things. But the concern for me for Doc Redman is not even the fact that he might have a terrible putter, but if, if anything, it might be average in this field. It's that the around the green play now longer rough and now needing to rely on it because of these smaller greens that are going to play faster is a concern. So I have some interest, but just beware if you want to get a lot of him or he becomes popular not to go there as as often, I guess I can say. Bern Wiesenberg has very good around the green play. Everything else though is a little bit of a concern for him. So that's why I'm probably not going to get there as much. As I look at some of these players, I think up top, Ryan Palmer and Brendan Steele are probably my favorite guys to look at. But Cameron Tringale is probably a guy that I like a lot. He's 40th overall in strokes gain total in this field. He's fine when it comes to around the green play. He's very good on approach, top 30 player in this field. He's just a consistent player everywhere. The only thing that can get away from him, and maybe is his worst trait and below average in this field, is his off the tee, which is a concern because I want to be looking at that. But everybody's going to have concerns in this 6k range. I think Tringale up top is a guy that I like a lot. I think Dylan Fratelli is a guy that I'll be looking at a good amount more. He's very good when it comes to around the green. Everything else still can start to struggle for Fratelli. So I'll, I'll prefer Tringale there at $6,800 price point. Going down now towards $6,500. Not a lot of guys stand out. Like I don't really want Cebu Kims or the Lucas Glovers or the RCBs. Mackenzie Hughes is fine for me because he's very good when it comes to around the green play and he's very good with the putter. You need some other things to click. He kind of has to just now click when it comes to his overall ball striking. If the ball striking clicks for him, which it's not great, but it's $6,600, it's short will usually help him out. So I don't love that in general. I prefer Brian Harmon at the same price point of $6,600. Yeah, Hung Tung Lee down here. He's okay for the price point, but honestly, maybe he's even too expensive. And then you really thought I would get through the video without calling out $6,500 Lanto Griffin. No, I will not. I don't think he sets up good here, to be honest with you. I think he's just kind of average at everything, which was why his price point is below average. So I like Lanto usually. He's going to be in a player pool for me of 150 max. Probably not going to be in higher stake stuff. I'll go to Tringali there more so. I don't think he sets up nicely here. His short game will usually be the thing that saves him but it's going to have to save him a lot this week if anything else is struggling, which I think is going to happen. Low $6,500 range. Taylor Gooch is fine. Uh, 50, 41st overall in strokes gain total. I think Bud Cauley sets up decent here, to be completely honest with you. The irons are fine for him. The around the green play is very good. The off the tee game would be the thing that concerns me. So I think Bud Cauley is actually decent setup here. I mean, look, I'm talking about a $6,400 golfer. Not somebody who's going to win the tournament. Carlos Ortiz is very good here. I think that his around the green play is very strong. I think that his irons and his overall ball striking can help him out. Very similar to Bud Cauley, I think, except uh, Carlos Ortiz just gets birdie or betters for DraftKings more often. He's fine. Nick Taylor, a winner this year. I'll have him. I'll have Munoz to an extent as well. I think those are the main guys that I really want to look at here. I don't want to really be forcing in anything else. Um, I think I'm pretty much fine with these guys. Then as you hit the 60, 160, $200 range, you just start to look at a bunch of PGA pros that I want 0% of. So you're really looking at a field of instead of like 156 golfers, like 135 because of all the PGA pros, then you can normally just narrow down a couple more from there. So a little bit easier than a full field event because of that. Similar to the um, Augusta, like if you have amateur there or guys who have never played there before, you can usually cross them off your list because those guys tend to really struggle and miss the cut. So thank you for tuning into this video. I apologize if the coloring of my face is off at all because of the mobile kit that we have, but hopefully tomorrow the rain is stopped for right now. Fingers crossed. Hopefully for tomorrow, we'll be back in the office. We'll be back traveled. All will be done and we'll be back for the live stream for PGA. So thank you. Check out the NBA videos, NFL videos, and the draft guide. All that stuff is going to be coming out every single day this week. So thank you so much in advance. You can see me tomorrow live if you want to ask me any questions. You can get my Patreon projections, rankings. You can get my closing thoughts podcast tomorrow morning. Morning. All that stuff, link down below if you want to support me over there. Check out Superdraft and hit that like and subscribe button before you go. My name's Sal. Appreciate you all for watching, and I'll see you in the next one.